Hi, welcome to Worship Leader Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Toon, and we're here to disciple worship leaders. Hey, everybody. Well, it's June 4th. I think the last time I put a podcast out was about a month ago, and, you know, it doesn't surprise me because life has been just so much fun. (laughs) I've been, uh, uh, well, you know, to be totally honest, I've been going through some stuff. I've got issues with my hands and my wrist. I'm waiting for surgery, and... So I'm off work. I, I've mentioned that before, I think. But um, my kids are home, obviously. Uh, actually, they just, we decided to keep them home. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I'm still kind of the at-home parent helping with school and all that stuff. And before you know it, in the midst of all that and putting on a new record, I have all these wonderful excuses for not being here on the podcast. But, you know what? Better late than never. Better here than not here. So here we go. This is um, the Worship Leader Life podcast. And today I wanted to talk about what I said I would talk about, um, which is the our checklist, our worship leading checklist. So, and I'm just gonna quickly go through this. This is what we worked on on day two of our worship leading boot camp. Um, but before I get into that, I do want to say, it is like I said, it's June fourth, and we're um, in the midst of the strangest time, and in some ways the most disheartening time that I've ever experienced as a human being on my you know in my uh 43 years on this earth uh the the pandemic is one and the um the outrage at the you know unlawful killing of george floyd and others and uh you know in the states but it's really it's a global thing people are tired of racism and as a as a minister as a worship leader as a human being you know but also as a as a privileged white man in Canada um you know I just I struggle to find the words to talk about it um and I know that probably sounds lame <laughs> I've heard some great things said on on other podcasts and on other platforms and I'm I'm kind of like trying to process this world that we live in and what it means to be a follower a disciple of Jesus and a child of God in the in the face of all of this injustice and you know, sometimes total craziness, but just the reality of somebody losing their life at the hands of a peace officer, you know, like someone, a police officer, someone who's supposed to be uh, keeping the peace, protecting not just, you know, the community, but also protecting the people that he's he or she is dealing with, no matter what the situation. Um, 
it's disgusting. It's totally disheartening. It's, I just, I don't know. I, I take a long time sometimes to process things. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm like you. I'm watching the news. I'm listening to friends respond. I'm listening to, um, as hard as I can, I'm listening to, to the hearts of the people in my community that are affected by this in various ways. And, you know, I don't know, maybe I will try to gather my thoughts and, uh, but at the end of the day, what I think doesn't matter. And, you know, what a lot of us think doesn't matter. The bottom line is there's something wrong and, you know, we, we need to do something about it. So it's not so much what we think or what we're observing or what it's just, we just need to do something and what that is. I'm not entirely sure, but I mean, it starts with loving each other. It starts with um, having healthy discussions and dialogue around uh, racial tension and history and, you know, admitting where we've all fallen short as, as people. Um, but the bottom line, of course, again, is you know black lives matter and i don't know it's just it's crazy i i'm angry and i'm sure you are too and i'm hurting for you know floyd's family and others who are in the midst of this and i'm hurting for our our american friends and neighbors who are just trying to figure out what to do um, there's so much else to kind of talk about, but, and I, obviously I've, now I've kind of, in a way I've dated this episode. I, I, I strive to kind of make sure we're talking about things that matter no matter what day it is or year it is. But, um, this matters every day, right? Like this, this is real life and, and really worship is, it goes hand in hand with justice and righteousness and, you know, living out pure, um, godly, righteous living. And righteousness really, it means justice. It means doing what is right, you know, in the eyes of the Lord. And submitting to one another in love. And um, there's just, there's so much packed in there. I recommend... Um, maybe I'll leave some links in the show notes. There's a few people that I just, I've really appreciated. One is, interestingly enough, there's a music industry podcast I listen to. Uh, now his name escapes me, but let me, let me share that. I think he said, had some really great things to say the other day. Uh, I'm just going to look that up. It is the, um, six minute music business podcast. Um, and Wade Sutton is the host, and he just spends a few minutes every day speaking to people about issues and and challenges and goings on in the music industry. And uh, he runs a company called Rocket to the Stars. And I was really impressed with what he had to say on, gosh, I can't remember. I think it was Monday when that came out. But anyways, you can check that out. 
Um, Richard Rohr's podcast is absolutely amazing. And, you know, I haven't listened to the last, let's see, the last couple episodes. I don't know if there is something really recent. No, let me check. But most of what he talks about in there with the two hosts on there is is really 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 applicable to every everything in our lives especially worship and justice and love and you know walking and living with Christ in every moment of our day uh i'm guessing they're going to have something come out soon i'm just looking last week's episode i'm guessing was recorded anyways check that out check out richard roar's podcast and um, there's also been some vlogs, you know, one in particular by a really awesome guy, a good friend of mine from years ago. We used to be at, we used to worship together, and he uh, sort of pastored together. He was a pastor at 10th Church in Vancouver after I was uh, there, but Phil Riley, and he's he's a part of a, another organization now he's still he's still a, a a minister of the gospel and he's had some amazing things to say and i don't know if his vlog is completely public or not if it is i'll share it with you if it's not um i'll still share a link to uh his ministry uh yeah so that's my kind of fumbled you know way of trying to talk about the what's going on the pandemic is also still afoot and that's a whole you know it's what i'll say i guess not that you want to hear what i have to say but i guess you are listening to me so maybe you do want to hear it i just think that there are so many opinions and views out there about everything that's going on as far as actively you know stuff going on in the news uh, whether it's uh, the riots and the protests, uh, peaceful or otherwise, or the pandemic, coronavirus stuff. And it's unbelievable to me that there are so many people that will post things and say things in the name of Christ or in the name of Christianity. And it's, it's you know, often things that I'm reading, even from people I know, you know, that are friends of mine on Facebook, it, it's so far from the gospel. It's so far from the truth. And I don't feel like I should maybe give examples right now. But I mean, um, like I said before, listen to Richard Rohr's podcast. He talks a lot about the dual mindset and just the way that people have to see things as, you know, one way or the other. And pit themselves against each other pit their uh, philosophies and views against others and you know try to put that on god as if god is this you know uh black and white everything's you know either one way or the other if it's this way you're going to hell if it's this way you're going to heaven like pie in the sky theology and you know and people want to try to you know spiritualize and 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 theologize and philosophize on major events and goings on, and it's just—it's wrong. You know who else I should—you should follow on Twitter. Two friends of mine that I went to school with. Um, we did 
some college together. They they kept going. They they pursued uh, the academic track and they now have their PhDs and they are teaching theology. Uh, Colin Toffelmeyer and uh, John Coots and they are often sharing things on Twitter that are unbelievably uh, let's see poignant is not even a, a good enough it's not a good enough word just like they're getting to the point and they're getting to the heart of of uh, you know both theological and and scripture based truth when it comes to justice and politics and um, you know whatever's going on in the world and I really appreciate their insight and I trust them because I know them I went to school with them I haven't like hung out with them or talked to them in years really I've seen John here or there but you know I, I just really value what they have to say because they live in this world of um, theology and uh, scripture and just the not just the scholarly side of it but just like the like hey let's apply this to our lives so Colin Toffelmeyer and John Coots and I will share their Twitter handles in the show notes okay let's just quickly I've said a lot here <laughs> wasn't even planning to do that but let's quickly talk about um, wow shifting gears <sighs> I don't even know how do you do this right but you know as worship leaders and as disciples we are always worshiping and always you know in in prayer and in relationship with our Lord so let's talk about how I prepare for worship and you know I've kind of put it into a step-by-step -step thing that you can use there's a resource on our website you're free to use that it's it's there's no charge for that it's just there and if it helps you you can tweak it you can make it your own you can break it down to three steps or 50 steps or 10 or, you know whatever but maybe this will be helpful to you but um why don't i just take a moment to pray um i love what andy park said in a recent video vlog kind of pod podcast vlogcast that he's doing and he's like you know god works both inside and outside of time and he, he was saying it just i can pray and i can um you know get words get truth from god in this moment and you might be listening to this 10 years later and it, it'll still apply because god lives and acts uh you know outside of time the way we know it so uh father thank you Lord, thank you for who you are. And we, we just take a moment to say, help us, Lord. Guide us. Lead us. Um, show us more of yourself, more of your truth. And as worship leaders, we look to you for ways that we can both worship in spirit and truth um, while, well, I mean, I guess to worship in spirit and to worship in truth and to worship, uh, to prepare for worship in ways that 
allow you just to do whatever you want, that we would really just be open to your leading, to your guiding right now as we plan each set or each week, as we learn songs, as we write songs, as we as we lead others in song and in worship and prepare for services, you know, other elements of it. Lord, help us to be as open as possible and to facilitate your work and your moving and your leadership. And so as that pertains to what's happening around us, you know, racism and health issues and fear and the politics and everything that's happening lord we ask for your your peace your strength your the and the ability to lead in these times um you know holding everything lightly enough that it, it allows us to follow your lead and um but getting enough of a grasp on things that that we can really uh, i guess experience you're leading ourselves too like you know we talk about getting out of the way and letting you do your thing but we hey we want to experience your thing too so allow us to do that lord just to to be real to be vulnerable um and to be leaders in the name of jesus christ thank you father son and holy spirit amen awesome so we are looking at day two of our boot camp and just a, a short kind of brief, um, I guess, synopsis or an overview of what we, what we do at the Worship Leader Life Boot Camp. And first we, uh, well, so in day two, sorry, we, we go through the worship leading checklist. And it's 14 points and... You know, there's a little bit of redundancy in there because it's obviously there's a lot of working on songs and figuring out, you know, what the list is going to be. And, but for the most part, each each step is really important and each step uh, basically, you know, whether you put two or three together or not, like I, I, I really think most of us go through all these steps, whether we acknowledge it or not. So first, really obvious but worship and prayer i mean we've got to be worshiping we've got to be praying uh, i don't say that as like a, you got to do this but i mean we are in relationship with christ we are his disciples and so at the core at the center of everything we do is is that and that's you know our worship life and prayer i i i always talk about the you know the vineyard worship leader i, I forget who it was now uh but he he was talking about leading he was leading worship in all these places you know every day he was leading worship either a small group or in a service or at a conference or at an event or at a home you know uh meeting of some sort and then the lord said hey you're not you're you're forgetting something and he's like what you're forgetting to worship and he's like what do you mean i'm you know i'm leading worship every day he's like yeah but you're not worshiping like you're not taking time to to be with me and or even just to be you know, a worshiper, not the dude that's facilitating, but just someone who's taking part in community worship. And so it really hit him like, wow, yeah, like, I mean, of course, we're disciples, we're, we're friends, we're friends of God, we're, we're worshipers, and we do need to be in prayer. And uh, that's how we connect with, with God. So 
the other the next step would be focus and by focus i mean like what's the theme what is the scripture do i need to talk to my pastor or preacher or speaker whoever else is involved in the service and figure out where to go with the list and where to go with other elements of the service and um Next would be song storming. I go through a list of my songs. I use Planning Center or something, and I, and I go down the list. I look at the songs, and I, I kind of like, uh, or I might just take a blank piece of paper and like doing like a brainstorm, like you put this, the, the theme in the center, and then you just start writing song names down that you're either come to the top of your head or ones that you can see um, on the list. So song storming, I call that. And then I take some time to listen and pray, time away from the songs, away from the plan, just to kind of, you know, ask the Lord, is there anything else you want to tell me? Is there anything else that I should be preparing for? And then maybe I'll then take some time. Step five would be to pray the list. I pray through the songs. And along with that, you know, step six, I test the songs. And so... Uh, I won't just pray through them and think through them, but I'll, I'll sing them through a little bit and I'll play around with like the order. And this is when I actually decide on which songs are staying and which songs I'm not going to do. And and I, I do this throughout, but I might come up with like 20 songs, sometimes more. And, you know, from step three to step six, so song storming, listening and praying, praying the list, testing the songs, this, and even into the practice part, but this is where I, uh, I'll start crossing songs off the list. And then once I get down to say 10, seven or 10 songs, I'll start moving them around in order. And, and I'll usually, it depends on the church service, but let's say, you know, if I need four or five songs for the main set, and then I'll take two or three as alternates or possible songs. And I know that Stuart Townend and others have taught on, you know, various ways you can plan a set. One way is to do like the, oh, what did, I think he called it the tree kind of method or branches. Like, so like he'll, he'll have a few songs that are probably, you know, almost a hundred percent going to make it in the set. And then he's got a few different options for, you know, set lists so after the first couple songs he might say to the band hey we're gonna do uh you know branch number three instead of one or whatever and so there's a whole different order and a whole set of songs but really it doesn't what however you do it you know I, how i do it is i kind of figure out my main set and then anything else that needs to be in there maybe an opening song or if there's an offertory or something right it depends on the tradition depends on the church and then I'll have some alternate sort of uh, maybes that usually out of there come will be my closing song if the service calls for a closing song or a ministry time. But um, that way the band knows like, hey, we might do this song and I can throw it in the main set, no problem, because it's still on the list and they're ready to do it. And then step seven, I practice, meaning I actually go through the set, start to finish, um, or, you know, almost start to finish and and see how this flows, see how it works. Does it, does it feel right? And the whole time I'm praying and I'm kind of thinking, like, is this, is this the way to go? Arranging is step eight, and that happens along with the practice as well. But I start arranging, and I base that on who's in the band and what do we have and what can we do, uh, what might be a good challenge for us, and what might be just let's not even go there, you know. Uh, next step. Step nine is some admin, just getting charts, 
arranging people, making sure everybody knows when the rehearsal is, um, getting the media together if that's your job. And then step 10 is the rehearsal where I actually get together with the band and rehearse. Nowadays, a lot of us are doing, um, you know, either virtual services where we're recording things beforehand or maybe we're doing live with a small, smaller group. So sometimes our rehearsal is the same as our actual, uh, you know, like we'll rehearse and then record and then rehearse and then record. So however that looks. But um, if you're doing a live set or you're actually back meeting with your congregation, the Sunday mindset is what's next step 11 this often happens on saturday uh sometimes early morning sunday just getting into that mindset you've done the practice you've got the songs ready you know your amp and your guitar and your pedal board are sitting by the door um the charts have been made and now it's time to just sit and pray and listen and focus and do whatever you need to do to get into that space where you're ready to lead worship. But the other thing with Sunday mindset is what's Sunday morning for? Some churches uh, use Sunday morning as a rehearsal time or a second rehearsal than the service. Sometimes it's more about prayer. Sometimes it's just like we got to get this place set up and it's all about tech. That's what I focused on at my last church because we were a set up teardown church. Sunday mornings was, was not to practice so much as it was to get everything set up and ready to go we had to tie into the theater we were at we had to tie into their sound system and with our own stuff so it, it, it there was a lot of tech stuff going on so figure out what your sunday mindset is take that time to you know not just get yourself ready but then shift it into gear for that hour or two before your service is this about prayer and pressing in is this about practicing? Is this about the tech? Um, whatever it is. So it's sort of a two-sided two coin. It's getting yourself ready, but also making sure you're all, all on the same page. Like, not just you, but your band, your tech, your ushers, whoever's there, you know. Everybody needs to know what Sunday morning's all about. Pre-service is what I'm talking about, like getting ready. So step 12, the final offering, it's the service and the set. Like, once you're there worship you were there to facilitate worship and the best way to do that is to enter in yourself right worship um and and make it an offering it's an offering to god it's an offering to your community and uh you you've done all the work if you've done everything from step one to step 11 and you've made it to step 12 it's time to just you know uh, in some ways let go in some ways let loose and and make your offering right step 13 brace yourself uh once the service is over and you've done your job as a as a worshiper as a worship leader you are going to be tired and you are when we're tired and when we're hungry and when we're kind of spent emotionally and even musically like we can we can experience the blues right we can we can get down we can we can even feel vulnerable to uh temptation or even sensitive to others criticism or jokes or actions whatever so it's just it's not it's normal it's not uh, it's not unusual to feel 
uh, blah after, right? And to just need some space to rest. And some of us lead worship multiple times a week or, you know, every Sunday. And my buddy, I think I've said this before, Jerry Tycrobby always says, being a worship leader or a pastor, a preacher, it's like, it's like uh, you're pregnant and you have a baby on Sunday morning and then you wake up Monday morning and find out you're pregnant again and it's a seven-day term, you know. And, I mean, he's he's joking. But it, it's true that you just you don't have a lot of time to recover. And that's why I think a lot of worship leaders and or pastors will take a Monday off. Um most of a, a lot of, I mean, I'm, I'm a volunteer worship leader now at my own church. I, I can't take Mondays off, but so you got to be, be good to yourself. Brace yourself for that. And then rest. Step 14 is rest, you know, just like creation, you know, work for your six days and then make sure you find some Sabbath rest. And that can be hard if you got to go back to work on Monday morning, but when it's your turn to lead on Sundays uh, or whenever it is, uh, prepare with your yourself and your family and whoever else is involved. Like prepare to have some way to decompress and to rest. And at the same time, don't take yourself too seriously. Relax, have fun. Uh, but you know you can go through these steps to kind of have at least something to follow to give you some guidance as you go. So you know where you're at. Each day, each step, you know where you're at in the journey for the week and you know where you're going and you're sort of protecting yourself. In all of this, you know, bathe it in prayer and uh, keep the word active in your mind, in your heart, in your day. And uh, yeah, I hope it helps you. Check it out. It's a good, good little resource. And if you have any thoughts or suggestions or ideas, you know, any feedback, let me know. I'd love to hear it. You can email me at Stephen with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at worshipleaderlife.com. And that's all for today. And I hope to talk to you sooner than later. This has been the worshipleaderlife.com podcast. You can find us at worshipleaderlife.com. I'm your host, Stephen Toon. I'm an ordained minister with the Christian Missionary Alliance in Canada. I was a pastor for almost 20 years, and now I support local churches by discipling worship leaders. And I look forward to serving you again. Thanks. Bye-bye. shelter, comfort, and healing from all my pain. Your love, it transforms and reclaims your touch. We love your embrace. Savior, rescued me while I was still in sin. I'll never Receive condemnation or shame again Covered by the song of your love I'm saved 
by the mark of your blood. Oh, you fly like an eagle and pour like rain. You ride on the wind and you know my name. Everything broken, you man's again. No one can love like you. You're gentle as a whisper, but never weak. You're rushing like a breaker, but you calm the sea. You glorify the Father and spread His name, Jesus. There's none like you. A friend and a brother, we know your voice Lover, meeting our needs and empowering choice You speak, you're the living word We can't get enough of you, Lord Oh, you fly like an eagle Day. 
fly like an eagle and pour like rain. You ride on the wind and you know my name. Everything broken, you mend again. No one can love like you. You're gentle as a whisper, but never weak. You're rushing like a breaker, but you calm the sea. You glorify the Father and spread His name, Jesus. There's none like You, Jesus. There's none like You.